Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm 17 years old and I want to tell you how I unlocked a superpower within me. It happened during winter break. My friends and I, along with our parents, went to the Whistler Blackcomb Ski Resort. I was eager to try out my new snowboard. I'm telling you, snowboarding is cooler than skiing. In your dreams, Tiff. Break the tie, Ted. I vote for the jacuzzi. Ted! What? They're saying the weather could get bad tonight. We hit the slopes and it was so awesome. Brandon and I were racing, trying to resolve our debate. Ted was the weakest skier among us, but it was so funny when he would fall. I hate you guys. I haven't had so much fun in a long time. Looking for a challenge, we wandered onto a black diamond ski run. We were attracted by the name, Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, subscribers! I'm unsubscribing from you. Do you hear me? Let me go! Brandon went first, broadcasting live for his three subscribers. Judging by Ted's reaction, for whom he helped make the decision to go down, there were only two subscribers left. I was supposed to go right after them, but by the time I had fastened my snowboard, 30 seconds had passed, and then I had to try hopping to get to the edge of the slope. Hey, wait for me! I'm stuck! Guys! Hey! Don't abandon me! While I was trying to free myself, the guys got far ahead of me. I took off down the slope in hopes of catching up and beating the crap out of them. Oh, I was so angry! The trail was difficult and I had a hard time with it. Ted was right. The weather had begun to deteriorate as evening approached, which exacerbated the situation. I had to hurry. Now I was just angry with myself. I was trying my best, but the snow was flying into my face and at some point I lost control, went off the trail, and fell into some deep, soft snow. Snowboarders understand. When you end up in deep powder, you're walking. It was getting dark. Fast. Not to mention the snow and fog. We had looked at the map before taking this run, so I knew roughly where I was, but the visibility was so bad. I was terribly afraid of making a wrong turn, and that's exactly what seemed to have happened to me. After 30 minutes of wandering between snowdrifts, I came to a clearing. I went out to where a lush pine tree stood. There were toys on the branches. I thought to myself, maybe someone lives here? Whoa. I looked out from behind the tree and realized I was saved. On the other side of the clearing was a house. Light was shining through the windows, which meant there were people there. I wanted to run to them, but I was completely exhausted. The snow I was in was knee deep. I began to make my way across the clearing and each step was more difficult than the last. I relaxed. The snow was crunching too. Strangely, the farther I went, the louder the crackle beneath my feet, but the layer of snow was getting thinner. Then, I realized in horror that I was not touching ground, but ice. I took a big breath to scream and took a step forward. The last thing I heard was the sharp crunch under my feet. At that moment, I fell through the ice. It was so awful. I couldn't see anything, not even my own hands. 
I desperately flailed around in the icy water, fearing that I wouldn't find a way to the air. The ski suit was instantly soaked and became even heavier. It began dragging me to the bottom. I panicked! With a rush of adrenaline, I managed to break the surface and began beating the ice until my hand went right through the spot where I had fallen. I emerged and clung to an ice float so tightly that my fingers hurt. I tried to climb onto the ice, but there was nothing to grab onto, and the wet ski suit made my body too heavy. I managed to steady myself on the surface. I tried to calm down, but started screaming and crying. I tried calling for help, but no one came out of the house. Lord, no, it can't end this way. I don't want everything to end like this. The weather had gotten even worse. A real snowstorm had begun. I put my gloved hand under my cheek, afraid to freeze my skin on the ice. My watch was ticking, and this sound at least calmed me a little. I began to count the minutes. Exactly 32 had passed when it suddenly dawned on me. It was so cold that the hole had begun to freeze around me. But I wasn't cold. I was in such shock that I hadn't even noticed. At first, I thought that I was worse off than I expected, but then I remembered that I had heard about a man who could spend hours in ice water with no effect to his health. I held on to this thought because it gave me hope. If he could do it, maybe I could too. I will not give up. Don't give up. I can do this. I have to get out so I can yell at Brandon and Ted. They can't get away with this. I will get out. Another long hour passed. Guys, hang on. I gotta pee. I will never forget the look on his face. I was even embarrassed. I could no longer scream, but I could wave my hand. The crust of ice around my body kept me from going under the water. He definitely saw this and ran back into the house. Well, great. I scared him. But the man soon returned with his friends. You know, it's still quite a sight when three men run to you with towels around their waists, clumsily putting on jackets. Yeah, apparently they had been in the sauna. That's why they couldn't hear me screaming. Hang on, we'll get you out, okay? How long have you been here, miss? An hour and a half. How long? Are you even human? Drink this. They were still scratching their heads long after, wondering how I'd survived. They offered me drinks, but I'm a law-abiding citizen, so I declined. Doctors were no less surprised. Incredibly, I hadn't even caught a cold. They said that it had something to do with the ZFHX2 gene, and there were several symptoms known to science, but my case was unique. There were other people who couldn't feel pain and therefore couldn't feel cold, but I just simply did not freeze. How's that for a superpower? Since that day, I began testing myself. I took ice baths, swam under the ice, walked in the mountains in my underwear, but that's another story. Now I'm 28 years old and I work as a lifeguard at a ski resort. I'm a local celebrity. They call me Ice Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening to my story. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm 17 years old. 
I want to share my story so that none of you will make the same mistake because it is life-threatening. My family and I were visiting relatives. They live near Jacksonville, Florida, a great fishing spot. My father and I have long dreamed of catching a huge white bass, a trophy fish weighing more than a kilogram. We were sailing in a boat along one of the tributaries of the St. John's River. At first, we weren't having any luck. The fish weren't biting, but I was sure that we would catch a big fish. I just didn't anticipate how big. When Dad once again handed me the rod, literally right away, I felt that the fish had taken the bait. I began vigorously reeling it in, but it was not coming in very easily. The rod was arching under the weight of the catch, and it became clear that I couldn't reel it in on my own. Father ran over to help. We figured that we had caught the trophy fish we were looking for, and now we would have to fight for it. Since the fishing line was designed for such a catch, we didn't hesitate to pull hard on it although a few times it seemed like it was about to break. I was already picturing a fish weighing two kilos. That's the kind of fish you pose for a picture with on Instagram before letting it go. The struggle continued. At one point, our potential catch pulled our boat. I let go of the fishing line for a few minutes until the tension subsided, and then we began to pull our catch in again. When the fish was almost reeled in, I crouched over the side of the boat to catch a glimpse of it. As I leaned over the water, I began slowly pulling out the fishing line. What? What the heck? I fell back in horror. From out of the water came the mouth of an alligator from which my fishing line was sticking out. After a few moments, the alligator dived back into the water and began dragging the rod. Terrified, my father quickly cut the fishing line and we hurried to the shore. Once at home, without a catch but safe and sound, we agreed that the alligator had probably swallowed the fish that had snagged the bait along with the hook. And yet, who would have thought that we would catch an alligator on a regular rod? I'm very glad that everything ended well. It's a pity that we weren't able to snap a photo or shoot a video. What would you have done in that situation? Would you have tried to pull the alligator out or cut the line?